as I float down onto this asteroid, I find myself in a used spaceship dealer parking lot. A mysterious hazy figure slowly walks out from the horizon with a large grin in his face. He slowly reaches out to shake my hand. I tell him I'm not here to buy a spaceship today. The dealer says, well, I'm not here trying to sell you a spaceship today. Kevin Blankenhorn is a former coworker of mine when I was in my corporate job in the financial space selling loans. He is a former used car salesman, newlywed, and also one of the biggest opportunists I've ever met. Kevin reminisces his growing career in his sales jobs. We go over the financial market and the PPP loans and understanding the importance of taking opportunities as you see fit. You have been given the opportunity to hear this episode. Welcome to episode 9, Into the Blanket Horn. Welcome to episode 9, Into the Blanket Horn. What's up, Kevin? Oh, wow. That, I love that intro, boy. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know what? It, I'm honored to be here today. You, you have such a diverse set of guests that you have on, and it's just incredible that I'm being able to be a part of this podcast today. Oh, my gosh. I was so excited when you were like, you had messaged me, and you were just like, oh, Kevin's ready. And for people who don't know Kevin, Kevin is um, one of my really close coworker friends um, at my financial job, and I've always, um, he's taught me how to really sell um but i would love for you to kind of let the listeners know who you are can you say a little bit about kevin blankenhorn and where he's from and what he does yeah absolutely so i actually was born and raised in the bay area i uh, have bay to be specific and uh, I, I grew up just right around the corner from new mavericks uh, of course no i i don't surf uh, <laughs> <laughs> you look like you surf though with the way you have your hair in. yeah I, I pull it off I, I could be a poser at times but no I don't do it okay uh, I'm afraid of sharks but uh, yeah so I, I grew up there and then right when I turned 18 I wanted to dip out and so I said you know what hell with it and I just packed my bags I went down to San Luis Obispo and I just wanted to be independent. I wanted to be on my own. So, so what were you doing for work down in San? Well, like before you moved there, what were you doing for work? You just finished high school or college? Yeah, no, no work. I, I actually hadn't had a job. Uh, I, I was 18 and I still had not had a job. So when I went down to San Luis Obispo, I one, got my first job, and two, I just began going to school, the community college down there. Oh, shit. What was your first job like? So I was actually in sales. Oh. And uh, I was actually selling radio equipment for race trucks or any loud noise environment. That's, That's so specific. It I is. I can imagine like going into like, this is my first job. Like, yeah, this sounds like a first job type of thing. <laughs> yeah. It, it was incredible, though. I would go to race events and travel around, and it, it was fun. And it, it paid the bills while I was in college, so I, I enjoyed it. But um, I, I spent four years down there. Uh, I got my... AA degree and then I said you know I need to finish up and you know I wanted to head to a little bit warmer weather so I uh, went down to Santa Barbara after that oh. keep migrating south yeah <laughs> and then obviously you had to get a new job down there right yeah I got a new job down there so I actually before I even landed in Santa Barbara 
I already had a job lined up. Guess what it was? Selling cars. It's selling used cars. <laughs> oh, you slimy bastard. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that because that's what Kevin Twitch told me when I met him. I was like, what did you do before? Sold cars. I'm a slimy bastard. Right? Yeah, Martin, you tell no lie. You you know what? That's true right there. That's true statement. But the reality is, you know, I, I had fun doing it. I actually, because I actually have a passion for cars. I actually was excited about it. It Would it be a good career path for me today? No, I, I didn't want to stick in it. But uh, it was it was good for me, and I learned all the sales fundamentals from selling cars. So it was very important to me. is is important, and I had fun doing it. Get to go around and test drive fun cars. So. What were the main fundamentals? Like if you, if you had to train a new trainee, like how to sell a car? Objection handling. Oh, absolutely, one one. I mean, everyone that lands on a car lot. I'm just looking. I'm just looking. You know what I say to them? Yeah, I'm just selling. You know, come <laughs> on. I mean, it's it, it's <laughs> that's fucking that's a, that's a good fucking sell right there, dude. You know, and then they always look at you like a deer in headlights, and <laughs> and then you know you can spark a conversation from there. But the the reality is, you know, I've always been a personable person. I've always liked communicating with people. Um, and then the other neat thing about selling cars too is you you know you go you pick out a car. You go on a test drive, they're emotional about it, they love it, right? And then you go inside and you're negotiating just face-to-face, right? And so that's, you don't get that a lot of places. So it's, it's exciting and, um, you know, you're haggling. They're saying, no, I can't afford that. Well, how about this, you know? And you, you offer alternatives. You go back to your manager, see if you could do it, put together a little deal right there, say sign here, and boom, you're done. So that's what I enjoyed about it. It, it was fun for the time being. I feel like you learned so much from it. Like it's like it definitely carried along with all the other skills that you have in your jobs. Right? I did, I did, absolutely. So yeah, that, that's why I say it, it really laid the foundation for my sales career. That's that's uh, selling cars. Damn, and you're doing that San Luis well and partying like fucking crazy. No, so. this is Santa Barbara. Oh, Santa so Barbara. I had already moved to Santa Barbara, and then um, right after that job, then I got into selling medical device equipment. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, so yeah. so this was actually all over the phone, and um, it was just phone sales, which is what I was good at. I was always better at selling over the phone rather than in person. Um, in, even when selling cars, I would always be on the internet side, right, and dealing with people over the internet, getting them in, talking to them on the phone, and then it translated very well to selling medical equipment. We're selling oxygen equipment. Um, so that was fun for a little bit. And then uh, my fiance at the time, which is now my wife now, Victoria. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I just walked in and Kevin told me the good news. Can you just kind of go over what you guys said? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So actually, uh, due to COVID, uh, Governor Newsom actually issued a uh, executive order, if you will, uh, that you can actually get married over uh, Microsoft Teams online uh, th- through the county clerk office. And, uh, and so we actually put our name in the hat. We, did, we were like number 450. We were like, you know, we're not going to get picked. I mean, th- there's only a few slots. It was only until the 30th of June or 29th or 30th of June. And uh, we figured we're not going to get picked. So whatever. What, what the hell? Just throw our name in. And then they call us and they say, hey, uh, we actually have an opening, the very last opening on the 29th at uh, 4 o'clock. You know, do you want it? And we're like, okay, well, let, let's get back to you real quick. And so we had a chat about it. 
And we thought, you know what? Hell with it. Let's just do it. And we will throw a party with family, friends, everybody. Once, once COVID ends and we can have a group gathering, we'll throw a big old party. We're not a traditional couple, right? We don't need like tradition in terms of uh, church and religion and all mm-hmm. that. We're, we're just, we're very fluid and, and new age, if yeah. you will. So, You're San Franciscans. That's San Franciscans, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're native. So, um, you know, we, we figured hell with it. So we got it done. It was just really just the paperwork. That, that's how we think about it. But yeah. it's done. It's official. So we're, we're very, very excited about it. It's one thing off the list. One thing off the list. Yeah, we're obviously in love and ready living together too. So that, just... That's the other part of it. You know, we, we've been together for eight years so or a little bit over eight years so i mean it's not like we just met and then we wanted to take advantage of this we've known each other we've been wanting to do this so we figured why not seize the moment huh? seize the moment while we're on the topic <laughs> you know i would love to know you know i could be like know how you guys met yeah so we actually met in san luis obispo Ooh. and we met at a bar down there um I'm not even sure if it's still around. I think it is. It's called the Creaky Tiki. And <laughs> so I actually, so this actually relates back to my first job. So when I was selling radio equipment, one of my coworkers, um, he hit me up and he said, hey, uh, there's a 49er game on. It was a playoff game at the time. Uh, you want to meet me at the Creaky Tiki? Uh, another one of my friends or two will, uh, will join us right okay fine all right so i you know go over there and and then uh victoria shows up is another one of his friends which he knew her from jujitsu uh, they were actually taking jujitsu together oh, yeah. down there victoria was doing jujitsu yes yeah and so <laughs> That's badass so <laughs> he invited her the way it was we were sitting at the bar i it was me him and then her and uh, of course, you know, we're watching the game, we're all talking, having a good time. And then guess what happens? My coworker buys a shot ski. Oh, for everyone. For everyone. Oh. It's a four shot. You, you know what it's a shot ski is. It's like, it's all together, right? You have to like. Yes, it's thing. on the ski and there's four uh, slots. Oh, yeah. yeah, shot ski, guys. Yes, it's actually a ski. That they just made into a shot. It's it's way more beneficial than an actual ski. Yeah. You know, <laughs> saving lives. It ha- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know what? The shot ski actually brought us together. So you know, they put the shot ski on the bar. We all have it poured up. Boom, down. You know, do you don't just do one of those. You do a few, right? So yeah, you do a few shot skis worth. We're we're feeling good. Niners are winning. That's that's a good life, right? And then my coworker actually gets up to go to the restroom, and all of a sudden, Victoria just slides over into his seat. I'm like, okay, hey, what's going good? You know. So we start chatting, and and then my my old coworker comes back to get his seat, and she goes, no, 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 just sit right over here on oh. this side. And you know what? The rest was history. Man. Yeah. That that's how we met. That's an amazing story because like. Though that moment, you could have not gone to the Niner game, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Could you, could you I, I, it could have been very easy for me just to text, you know, hey, I'm busy. Yeah. You know, and I just wanted to sit on my couch and drink some beers myself. Yeah. That's you why know? I think it's like super, when you tell that story, it kind of embodies like, you know, take the opportunity to go out. Absolutely. Social, right? You really got to seize opportunities when they come up. Because if you don't, you don't know what can come about an opportunity. Yeah. 
And so anyways, that, that was a, a great opportunity for me, but there's tons of other opportunities, whether it be work-related or personal or anything else. You're that, definitely an opportunist. Like when absolutely. I've, I've always met you, I'm like, damn, it's always about the hustle. Kevin's always thinking. He always has this like glare of like determination. And when I used to be at work, I used to just take candid pictures of Kevin all the time. Well, you know what? Hey, if you don't take the opportunity, somebody else is. That's true. Right? The, the, the guy right next to you will take it. Yeah. So that, that's the way I see it. It's like, why not be that guy? Right? Yes. Why not be the guy like, oh, I should have done that. It was like, well, you should have. You should have just did it. Yep, right? exactly. It's like that Kevin Blankenhorn attitude that I seem to come and know and love when I first started working with you. Um, I kind of wanted to segue into how we met, right? We um, absolutely. You were already working at this financial company. I'm not. We don't name names of the companies that we're working at. Yeah. But we're. Um, yeah, it's a fintech uh, company in the Bay Area. Fintech company in the Bay Area, and I was coming in as this new account executive. Yeah. Just like, dude, I barely knew anything about finances and loans, and then um. This is what the story goes. I was like, Kevin, so what'd you do in the past? I was a slimy car sales. This is my first, like, second day on the job. Maybe, maybe like, the oh. second line. I, you know, I did say, hey, yeah. Martin. And I was hanging out with a bad group of kids at, uh, at the company that weren't doing well, um, I would say. And then Kevin... Wait, wait, wait. Was that when you were taking the four-hour lunches? Oh, I was taking four-hour lunches. Yeah, you yeah. were. Yeah, you I didn't were. know. No one told me. Yeah, like, but you came is... back tanked. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was. Uh, you weren't hanging out with me in the beginning of it. Uh, no. No, 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 no. I... Martin, you were hanging around the wrong group. I know. It, I, I didn't want any part well, of that. I was but, trying to be a part of your group. I was like, Kevin, come eat with us. He's like, nah, cool. <laughs> not not at the time, yeah. Well, it, and that goes, you got to be careful who you surround yourself with, right? You, you do become those people. Mm-hmm. And so, for the better or the worse. And so, um, at the time, I, I didn't know you. I, I didn't, didn't want to welcome you into my group that quick. But then it, after you left that group of the people then you came over and and we were great yeah we were killing it i took you under my wing you did (laughs) you saved me in a bunch of deals (laughs) and it's it's crazy because our job you could hop on each other's calls and listen and just like it's pretty nuts so you could really like coach people yeah yeah no that that's the fun part of the job is helping out your colleagues and and conquering the deals yeah i know we have a a little co-worker well, <laughs> and it was cool when he came in and I got to help grow him. But it's like it's, we all help grow each other. And then we got a little fourth amigo in the group, Zach. Yeah. Oh, yeah yes, we're calling all of you out. We know oh, yeah, you- <laughs> we're going to get them on here. You know, we need more microphones, but I, I can expand this table out. We'll, we'll get everyone on a round yeah, table if here. Any, if anything, we have like the, the four of us, all different personalities, you know. Yeah. Kevin, the, the sales car salesman who has like, he could, you know, talk shit about everyone and everyone seems to be fine with it. You know, you got me. I'm like the the passive giant. You know, like I just try to get all the deals done, but I'm too nice. Yeah. What about Zach? Zach is kind of like the sage, the yeah. old sage that's experienced way too much. The wise man. The wise man. I like it. And, and Willie, what what do we say about Willie? He's a freshman. He's a freshman. He's okay. A freshman. But he he's very mature freshman. Okay, now. he's a sophomore then. He's a sophomore. He's all a right. sophomore. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well you unless, know you're a sophomore. Unless, you're laughing unless right now, Willie well. and Zach get on here to defend themselves, yeah. then we're gonna continue talking shit. Yeah, the listeners are like, who are these guys? These are these are the main. Te- this was our main team, our little sales group that we had at this company, and yeah, we really had good synergy. Um, we were like a specialized sales team focused on um, on, on a specific product, on a yeah. specific product, and um, 
it was such a fun two years for me being with you guys. Um, it was. You guys are so supportive. You guys were really close. And it's like, it's hard to find those things in companies. It really is. Yeah. So you got lucky. You know, we, we were all, I, I think, we're very, very happy to have you on the team, but we're also just as happy to see you leave um, in the sense that you really were not happy towards the end. And we were so happy that you just started blazing your own path you started your podcast you started working at other jobs and you started just hustling it was amazing you know so we, we were happy that you were happy no yeah and still are and you guys are you're, you're checking on me you're like how's teaching yoga full-time i'm like you know i'm like in the closet eating i'm on lunch break eating crackers like, well that was yeah. pre-covid but yes <laughs> yes yes yeah but i was like definitely and i was like did i make the right decision this is I love my desk job. I'm teaching yoga. Like uh, there were so many things rocking in my mind, but yeah. honestly, everything turned out okay. Absolutely. You know? If it's not amazing, I'm in an amazing spot now. You're the next Howard Stern. Look <laughs> at you. I mean, you. Joe Rogan's not gonna have yeah. shit on you. And then, and I take I do give you credit. It's like you helped me want to want more. You know, and I, yeah. I had someone at my last job help me with the same thing, which led me leaving that job. But it's like you should not have to settle if you know there are better things out there. Absolutely. And you should not have to, you know, be where you are if you know you can be treated better by other people. And um, it was just so many things on top of things. And I was just like at a point where we um, had moved to the new space. Yeah. And the yeah. walls were so small. And I was just like, oh, this doesn't feel like good. <laughs> there always becomes a time in which you overextend your stay and and that time had come for you yeah. you know and i was pretty i was pretty like yeah like, like i remember you know i knew it when i went to the bathroom in that new place like like i went to the, With bathroom. the bathroom really yeah because the bathroom really got me it was like it was like it's cold in there it was so small you know it's like we're almost like who's gonna walk all the way across the street to use the, the normal bathroom and I was like, dude, this is this life's not for me. Oh, <laughs> and then I, I went out of that, like, you know, that little bathroom crevice that we share with all the other office spaces. Yes, yes, yes. That's where it happened. I'm, I'm very familiar with it. So I, I had the realization with my pants down. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew yeah, Kevin I, would like that. Yeah, dude, yeah that's exactly I, what happened. And then I'll, and my birthday was coming up too. And I was like, dude, I don't want to be here on my birthday. <laughs> I have to say, so after COVID, obviously, we've all been working from home. I do not miss the office. I, I don't. Uh, like literally just the office space is, is pretty bad. But Oh, my God. This is a good segue to working from home and the craziness that I have on my outline. Yes. So... Obviously, for the last few years, we've been going into the office and, you know, we're going in there early and we see each other. We're still used to that norm, seeing us for eight hours a day. We built that relationship. Now we're at home working from home. Like, tell me about it. Working from home uh, has been very interesting for me. It's, um, I like it in the sense that uh, it gives you more liberty. And I, I feel like I don't have as many distractions as in the office. But at the same time, you can also sense that a lot of coworkers or people within the company can take full advantage of that and not do a lot. And it, it can actually put more on your plate uh, if, if other colleagues are slacking off in other areas. Um, so it's, it's mixed. I, what I think that companies should really implement is a good policy where you know, you, you come in for two or three days a week and then two or three days you're working from home. Something like that's literally like almost a 50-50 split. Mm -hmm. 
um, because I, I think there, there's advantages of both, but um, to have one where you just absolutely make, mandate it that everyone has to come in the office all the time, I don't think that's the right, but I also think that working from home all the time is not the right solution. Yeah, it's got to be like a balance, right? There needs to be a balance. Because you need yeah. to see... You need, you need some continuity of seeing your coworkers that build a relationship, right? There, there's a lot of value to, you know, just bumping into somebody in the hallway, right? And, and talking to them, oh, hey, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. What about that project? How are you doing on it? I wouldn't do that over Slack yeah. or Zoom or anything like that. I, I, it just wouldn't. You, yeah, it like, needs to be more formal. Like the office fun, like watching like Michael Scott. You know, like whenever Kevin's in the bathroom, we're fucking turning on off the lights on each other. You're like, you need the lights. You need the lights. You're like, Kevin, like, Martin, no. You know, I, I've turned the lights off on you a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, like well, we always turn it back on. I never just like leave it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always... like, that'd be too messed up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I did it to Willie once, and then Willie would just be like not closing the door. I'm just like people be walking in. <laughs> hey, did I harass you too much at work? No, I you harassed know. you. I was taking yeah, you pictures did. of you all the time. That's true. That's true. I didn't ask your permission. That's true. And it was it, an HR concern. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would I'd send um, Kevin pictures of drawings of stuff on his face and send it to. Him. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I I didn't mind. I, you know what? I I look at life more lighthearted, right? Yeah. It I don't. Take offense to things like that. And I Life's too damn yeah. short. That's why I was like, I I know Kevin. Like, I, he would just enjoy that. I'm just like, be able to have fun with him like that. Yeah. And I kind of you know. And, that and did you realize that I, I got away, and I still get away with talking a lot of shit <clears throat> to people, right? You know, I, I talk yeah. a lot of shit. You're but... the only one. Like, people who have that personality could like get away with saying some shit. And then sometimes you don't even know they're listening, and then they come back with, oh. What did you say? And you say the same exact shit to oh, them. I say the and same I was thing. Like, Dude. <laughs> well, if you're gonna talk shit, don't do it just behind somebody's back. Talk to them. <laughs> Tell them. I remember you. You were saying like, if this guy was here, I would totally say it. And like, we didn't know if he was coming in. He came in. I was like, Kevin, he's here. You said you'd say. It. Yeah, and he was the director of sales. Yeah, and then you were just like, you just said the thing. I was like, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's my personality. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's great. It's um, I think you're just hello real. Yeah, that's yeah, I, like, I don't like fake shit. Yeah, you don't like fake shit. You see through all the bullshit. That's right. Yeah, you see who's real, and you're like, this person's worth hanging out with. Yep. Do they add value? Yes. Are they worth? Yep. All right, cool. I'm down. Yeah, you don't have any time to waste. You're too smart for that. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's not. You're wasting time. <laughs> Or are you? <laughs> but what do you do for your hobbies? Like after you finish work, you're working from home, and you obviously you take one step in your home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So actually, I've been working out a lot. Mm. So I invested in some some free weights. Um, I have a bike that I use. Peloton bike. I have a Peloton bike. A hey, sponsor this guy. Yeah, I was just gonna say I didn't know if we could say Peloton bike. Peloton, Peloton, Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> they need to pay you for this podcast if they want to be advertised. Peloton. If I ever get big one day, you're gonna get Kevin a free bike. There we go. Well, I already paid for it. Oh. So, so they need to reimburse me. Oh, reim. Give not, me a second bike. No, they're not gonna reimburse. They're gonna get you like a. They'll get you the the running machine. No, you know what? I love it though. I love the Peloton bike. The the reason is this. Even okay, even if I'm working at the office and coming back, I love the flexibility of just coming home and doing a thirty minute class on my schedule whenever the hell I want, and that's it. 
I don't have to worry about getting in my car, drive to the gym, come back, take mm-hmm. a shower. It's just a pain in the ass. Dude, you were doing the smart thing already because that you already had that before COVID happened. Yeah. Oh, way before. Dude, and then now it's like everyone's gonna hop on. You're like, but I've been doing. I've this. been doing this. <laughs> I've been on this. But one of the things that resonated with you is like, I love group classes. Like I was a yoga teacher and like. You know, you hop yeah. on. I remember you tell me a story. They're like, "Yeah, K Dog." Yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. They, ca- they call you out. Yeah, K Dog. Yeah, K Dog. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, K Dog. You got this. K Dog five four one one one. Working out hard, and yeah. Kevin's just like sitting there, just biking in his underwear. <laughs> my goal uh, is sometimes naked. Oh, okay. There you yeah, go. But but most of the time <laughs> in my underwear or very very short short workout pants. Yeah. Because you'd be sweating everywhere. It'd be sweating everywhere. Yeah, that, and that's the other reason I don't like showing up to a class, too. I sweat like crazy when I'm doing those classes because I go hard. My goal every time I do a class is to end up in the top 10% of the oh, class. Oh, shit. So I, I go pretty hard. But yeah, it's a good workout. And then, um, yeah, so th- that's what I do after work. And um, that's pretty much Who's it. Who's your favorite Peloton instructor? Let's give him a shout out. Ooh, uh, Alex Tucson is Ooh. very good. Uh, there, there's a lot of good instructors. Uh, Dennis is good as well, and then uh, Robin. She she goes hard. Ooh. She goes hard. You gotta watch it. Yeah, she she will work you out. I mean, she she likes to do all the uphill courses. Mm. So I mean, you're you're just going straight uphill for thirty minutes. You know what's gonna be cool when people listen to this podcast? They're gonna message you like, "Hey, I did that that person that instructor." <laughs> yeah. Well, there's so many classes you can do, and and I. I encourage anybody that does have a Peloton bike, go ahead and add me. I'm KDog224 on Peloton. Mm. It's good. You're getting back in your hobbies. I feel like you're working out more. It seems like you're a lot more happier now that you're from home. I am. Yeah, well, here's the other thing, too. I got an hour each way commute to the office when I'm working. Yeah, so an hour, uh, two hours? Come on, that's a lot of time. No traffic stress? No middle fingers towards the old lady in the Cooper? I'm I'm a nice driver, Martin. <laughs> There's no middle finger. Maybe a pinky. Oh, yeah. Pinky. <laughs> Throw a pinky. Get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> so I would imagine connecting with people since working from home. I know that you've been reaching out and you had some old friends visit. Like, has that changed or have you been seeing old friends more since the pandemic? You know, I have. I have actually. It, it's funny because I actually have so much more free time now to to do that because i'm I'm just here all the time but i've i've messaged a lot of old friends that go on hikes uh go to their house i mean they come over i know it's not uh very covid like to do that but you do need some sort of normalcy in your life right and the other thing too is you know i'll gather my friends we'll go up to napa go wine tasting um and so we, we do have good good times that's good. Well, it's like, I feel like now these days you have to consider who's the worth the risk, right? I'm like, oh, Kevin, <sighs> yeah. Kevin got me killed. No, it's Kevin's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not looking to kill anybody. Yeah, but it's just now with the rise and everything with COVID, like it's still getting worse. And then like, uh, I've been telling all my coworkers and my friends, like we just have to realize and be prepared right? yeah so you just asked me that question just so you know who i've been hanging out with so you know your likelihood of getting covid huh yeah i get tested every week do you really yeah how many times have you been tested oh let's put you so so i actually got tested for the antibody oh and i actually tested negative so i don't have the antibody so i can actually get it so uh i wish i had it but i don't mm. so um 
Yeah, wh- where do you get tested? So there's an amazing app. I love how I'm going to promote it right now on podcasts to yeah. 50 people listening. If you haven't taken a test, get a free test. Um, it's something called Project Baseline. Um, Project Baseline okay. is a special organization that does free testing. And you actually could sign up um, online and um, just show up to any of their locations and you're in the comfortability of your car. They'll give you um, a test tube and a little swab. You swab your nose, you put in the tube. Um, you make sure you roll your window slightly down. You hand them the tube. And yeah. You drive away. Two days, three days later, you get an email let you know if you're negative or positive. And so there's, we live in the Bay Area, obviously. There's places throughout the whole Bay Area yeah. that does this. Hundreds and hundreds of places. Um, they do it every day. You you put in project um, projectbaseline.com. You'll be able to see all the different locations you could do a drive through test. Wow. It, is this on it's your... It's all free. On, there's a, you could do it on your phone. You could do it on a web app. They're trying to make it easy accessible. The reason why I'm such a, a... Like, I'm pushing for this. I'm sponsoring this. Yeah. That's the only way that we could truly be better at getting less people sick. I agree. Right. I mean, whenever I'm outside, I'm always wearing a mask. I'm always trying to be a good citizen the best I can. Because even even if I can't get it, I don't want to give it to somebody else. Exactly. I mean, that, come on. You, you kill somebody, that's... You, I can't live with yeah, that. Yeah, that's the worst feeling. A lot of people, I mean, a lot of people who've never felt that, like you know, they're still partying. But it's like there are people I already met, especially yeah. in my coworkers, who like they had a friend that went to a thing and they were infected. They infected all these other people, and then three, four, five other people died because of that. And that person's in spiral depression. Yeah, right? yeah. And no one wants to be that person. And that's no horrible. One ever experienced being that person. So we should try our best to not be that person. I agree. And um, it's just crazy. It's a crazy thing to think about is just to be cautious and just to be thoughtful of that. Yeah, project baseline. Let's all get it. Let's get tested. Yeah. Well, with that being said, um, yeah, the world is crazy. Um, And the job that you're you're still at that I'm no longer at, obviously, um, loans, right? Business loans. Business is not booming right now. It's more like booming, like... You know, the, the landscape has changed yeah. dramatically. So, so the reality is this. The, the Fed and the government in general are pumping in trillions of dollars, yeah. right? And they're trying – they're just throwing money at things. They're throwing money at trying to help out any way they can. But the reality is, I mean, they, they've got – you know, the stimmy checks that went to everybody. Mm-hmm. They've got the PPP loans that they're trying to save every business. Um, the reality is it's it's not working out very well. And, and you know, our company, um, like I said, we, we're a fintech company in the Bay Area, and we, we had three core products, um, like typical line of credit, term loan, and then also invoice financing. But the thing about it is now all three of those are suffering as a result of the government giving free money because why would anybody want anything other than free money that can be forgiven, right? So we've seen that, but um, what what our company did in particular is shift and just do the PPP loans. So actually grant the PPP loans to, to small businesses. And the thing about it is we're getting so many calls from just unprepared business owners, business owners that just don't even have know their head from their ass. I mean, it's incredible to me how these people could even be in business without 
knowing anything about finance and or like the paperwork it's very basic the government's like looking to give out this money you just need some basic paperwork tax paperwork and bank statement and people don't even have these right and the other problem you've got too is all this massive fraud that's happening anytime the government's going to give out free money you're going to have a ton of fraudsters try to juke the system and and get paid out you know yeah, and there's a there's gonna be a bunch of them that are gonna get it you know i was just like already got it yeah. already got it i mean they know how to forge all those documents where some business owners who are legitimate you're like oh i'm supposed to have a what's a ucc you know like a, yeah and that people don't know what a ucc is it's a right. lien it's like a law that says whatever um if someone gives out a loan this entity has a right to your business you correct back, the so. assets in the business and there's yeah. a lot of people just don't know what that is and i was like you own a business like if you're gonna get loans you're gonna borrow money you need to know those things they're like oh i can get another loan i'm like i should run your business <laughs> well and here here's where i kind of stand on it so why is the government you know why are we helping out these businesses that probably shouldn't even be around i mean a lot of these that there's natural phases and cycles in business that you know like like shoe cobblers for example there's not a lot of shoe cobblers because it's just not a needed business right and so it's it's almost like darwinism right so like those businesses phase out and new businesses form right then now you've got air jordans right so like that's the evolution of like the shoe business right why are we helping out these businesses and giving them free money for maybe a business that shouldn't even be around? They're not being innovative. They're not progressing forward. They're, we're just helping them survive. It's a lifeline, you know? And, and that's one of my issues with the PPP program. I, I don't think it's very effective the way it's, it is right now. Yeah, it's just, just because, like, the whole reason is, like, oh, you're suffering because of the pandemic. Here's the money. But there are businesses that are going to fare and like try to do their best and survive when the other businesses yes. are maybe like a banana hammock company, you know, just like underwear. Like, do they need, do they really need that business or the, the products that they, you know, they give? Right. Like essential and non-essential, right? Yeah. It's, it's essentially, um, I guess somewhat the uh, capitalism side of me is kind of saying, you know, some businesses need to fail and then other businesses grow as a result i mean it's just the life cycle of the economy like dog eat dog or small fish in big pond it is yeah the most innovative the most fiscal you know companies that are that are most fiscally mature right they will survive and and that's that's just the reality of it i i don't the reason i i kind of came to this conclusion is just because i've been on these calls for over a month now and i just a lot of these business owners, most all of them that call just need help in the sense that uh, they don't even know how to fill out paperwork. And I'm just like, why are we? I, I don't mean to be um, mean to these business owners, but at the same time, if you don't have your things together enough to get somewhat of a loan like that, I don't know why we're, we're paying for this. You know, <laughs> I mean, we're going to be absolutely, I don't even know what numbers above trillions, but that's how much debt we're going to have. Yeah. It's like, you can't help people who can't help themselves. Correct. And it's just like, if someone's a drug addict and then just like, can you help me? I need money to buy drugs. And then you're right. just like, well, he needs money. Yeah. Maybe he might eh. buy food. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing too. 
why are we giving it to the business owner? Why not just give it to the employees? Why not do this? Why not say, hey, business owner, in order, like, we mandated, the, we being the government, mandated to shut down because of COVID, and we're trying to prevent the spread. Mm-hmm. So we will pay your rent, we'll pay your utilities, that way when we open it back up, you can go back to a business. But why don't we do this? Why don't we just give direct payments to the employees, as, aside from the stimulus checks? Because not everybody qualifies for that. Why don't we give direct payments to the employees to help them survive, rather than giving it to the business owner to get to choose to give it to the employees because they could not saying they would but some of them have actually but they could go out and buy a lamborghini with the money yeah why wouldn't you well if they want it forgiven they have to use it for payroll yeah but so they, most they could have they could juggle the money right and pull they, it in the account they could use it in any way they want yeah that's my problem with it right why don't we if we're going to help save businesses give money to specific causes Pay rent, yeah. you know, keep the business afloat, pay the employees so that way they will come back to you, right? But that, anyways, I, I don't believe it's being handled properly, but that's what we're dealing with right now. And, and it's, it's cannibalizing the entire rest of our product line uh, be, as a result right now. So it's, it's a tough environment and a lot of finance companies are going to go under because they won't be able to lend and no one's going to take uh, anything above a, a 1% interest rate now <laughs> if they so qualify crazy. for a PPP. Yeah, you know? I, was just, I was just so used to selling many percents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's just, that's just so interesting now. Because like the outlook of lending is just totally looks so bleak and kind of dark right now, right? Like what do you think um, kind of the steps or years from now, what lending will look like? because of this now it will come back because at the end of the day credit is always something that businesses will need but you know the reality is it's going to take a while and i I think at a minimum it would take about six months for at least alternative lenders to begin lending back to those businesses because keep in mind we always want to see previous you know three to six months worth of deposits and financial wherewithal and how they're doing and so it's going to take a minimum that i think longer but yeah so it's it's definitely going to be a different world in finance for for at least the short to midterm yeah so anyways yeah it's um it's exciting it's not boring right because there's a lot of moving parts and and then of course the the government every other day comes out with new news and new regulations and uh, you know we, we just came on the end of the PPP program and hours, literally like four hours before the program ended, they announced, hey, we're going to extend it out even more, another 30 days. So Damn. there's always news. And, and we were, as a company, we were gearing down and we were all very excited. We, in fact, we threw a company party <laughs> uh, over online, of course. Yeah. And, uh, and then we, we still had the party, but uh, you know, the, the party wasn't about uh, PPP ending. It was about you know, the continuation of the program. So. Things are always changing. Oh, wait, was the par- party for continuation or was the party was like, oh, it's ending? And the then party now- was for the ending, but we had to change the, the narrative of the party because <laughs> <laughs> they continued it, you know? It was all yeah. a part of the plan. No, this is actually, yeah. we knew this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You got to roll with the punches. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, um, I feel like loan sales, you just got to just take it, put people in place and, you know, 
just kind of just be real with them. Yeah. These times are not for the faint of heart, right? I mean, things are changing. Even the stock market is insane right now, right? The, the volatility is crazy and it doesn't match up with the unemployment and what's actually in reality going on with these small businesses that are going under. Uh, it's it's very, very disconnected at this time. But yeah, everything's a little crazy. Yeah. What would be your advice to like, I would say there's a lot of people right now that don't have a job, right? Yeah. All the unemployment is soaring high. Um, I, I don't know if you ever thought like, what if, you know, your current company started laying people off? Like, yeah, you, uh, that must cross your mind or you must have some back plan or thoughts against that. Yeah, I, I think right now is like literally like the prime time if you if you were laid off and you had all the time and you had an idea whether you wanted to start a podcast whether you wanted to start a business whether you wanted to just try a side hustle right for when you get another job and you just wanted something on the side something right now more than ever is the best time to actually get gritty and actually get it moving off the ground because what you can do is, you know, th these times aren't going to last forever. We all know that, right? America always comes back. The world always comes back. It's just going to take time. So if you can actually lay the foundation for whatever you want to start, whether it's a podcast, like I think you're doing an excellent job right now. Oh, thank you know, you. you're, you're just gaining more and more followers every day. And by the time the economy is in full swing and you can actually, and funding's back available and, you know, investors want to invest in things and and then you know products that your companies want to actually pay you to promote them because they have actually have the budget at that time you'll be like all the way up or at least on the swing up when that's the time and you just take them on board so mm. that that's why i think right now more than ever is a great time to to start a new idea or, or do something new oh yeah yeah, I didn't even thought about it that far. I was like, I just want a podcast. But you're right. Like the stories, like how did I get in podcasting? Well, COVID happened. Yeah. I let my yoga job. And it's just like, it's a very strong narrative. Right? Well, think of it like this. Think of it. Let's say you, you, your podcast was just booming right now, right? Like doing very well. Um, and, you know, you wanted to take on some sponsors. And then you called the sponsors and they said, hey, Martin, you know, your podcast is booming. It's perfect for our product. The reality is, we're worried about keeping our employees. We don't have the budget. I'm sorry. You know, people just don't have the budget right now um, because of the times. But when when these times are over and the good times are swinging, yeah, we love your podcast. You're doing well. And we have the budget. Here you go. Mm. Boom. Yeah, you so know? I'm just preparing for the moment. You're preparing. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget about me when you go big. Well, that's why I feel like you, when you when you saw a couple of my podcasts, you're like, oh, I got to get on this right now. I got to get on <laughs> it. Before you forget or oh, get yeah. left out. <laughs> 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 but I was waiting for you because I, I had messaged Kevin, I think I think when I first came to visit you. Yeah. I was like, I'm doing a podcast. But I, I love how it's like, I just felt the spark, the energy, like I'm ready now. Well, you know what? I, I didn't, the reality is, I mean, we, we were texting each other back and forth and I didn't know what to talk about. I didn't, I, it was intimidating. You were like, hey, let's go on a podcast. Let's jump, get you behind a microphone. Let's go. And I was like, well, really? Like, what? what's so interesting that you want to hear about me? You know, th that was my first reaction. I was like, okay, I, I just don't know what to do or talk about. But, 
you know, w- when you actually have a conversation, it's it's actually rather easy to actually get it out and, and go forward. Yeah, because it's like now we're just talking and, and then also you're still talking in the mindset that people will be listening. Yeah. And then now I was like, I did tell you at the beginning of the podcast, you were going over our continuity questions. Like, I don't even know how to answer this. But based on everything that we talked about now, you will have a stronger sense of how you're going to answer these questions now too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Before I hop on to those questions, is there anything else that you wanted to add on that we left off? No, I, I think we went over everything. I, I don't really have much more until the next podcast that we do together. <laughs> awesome. I'm excited, though. Yeah. Well, it's still going. This podcast is not ending yet. No, no, no. I know. I know. Oh. But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm prefacing. We, we've got more material for our oh. next podcast, too. Oh, heck too. yeah. Like Willie and Zach and you guys got called out. Then we oh we should do a four person podcast. We'll do a four person. Yeah, yeah. Will you get more microphones? Yeah, I have to get two more microphones, and then we all could just talk shit against Willie. No, he's a sophomore. He's a okay, sophomore. fine. Okay, fine. We could. <laughs> I'm it. just kidding. I'm kidding, Willie. Um, but yeah, we're like the four amigos. I kind of want to put that picture on our website just to say like, hey, this is us, and then these other two guys will be coming soon. There you, you go. You guys are so impactful. Like we also went on a fishing trip together, and then Kevin and Willie and Zach were all in there. And me and Zach, he's like this bigger. I want to say Asian guy. <laughs> um, we're throwing up. <laughs> Remember oh how that was? My gosh. We're throwing up. I was kissing the fish. I just kept throwing up. Can I can I tell one little story about that fishing trip? Yeah, go ahead. So Martin was a noob to fishing. Right? <laughs> he had never gone fishing before, and uh, you know. He was a little reluctant at first, but he he actually started catching the most fish on the boat. I mean, he was just dipping his rod in, pulling them up, just like crazy, just sacking all the fishes, you know. And so one of the other uh, people that were on on the charter boat, uh, they were actually very sick, and they were they just went over to the rail right next to Martin and hurled. It was this woman and her kid, actually. They were both sick, but the woman was really sick. And so she hurls overboard, and Martin's line is in the water. Of <laughs> course he gets a fish while she's upchucking. Oh, and that's the fish I kissed. And, and, <laughs> and Martin has to, of course, you got a fish on the line, so you pull the fish up, and the fish just comes up right in the middle of the puke pool on the surface of the water. It was it was unbelievably funny. And then of course, you know, we told Martin, "Hey, you gotta kiss the fish. If you catch a fish, you gotta kiss it." And so he kissed it. But you know, I didn't see I didn't see any chunks on the fish. I think it was good. Oh it was God. a clean fish. I'm realizing that now because I have that Instagram video of that lady throwing yes. up and me getting the fish and kissing it. Now yeah. it's all coming together. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so sickening. And you know what's funny? You didn't realize it at the time because you're so busy just reeling in your <laughs> massive fishes, you know, and one after another. And, and, yeah, it just came up right perfectly oh through God. the puke I, I have to add that Instagram video on my website. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. All, all your followers would really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I think they would. I was like, wow. That was a great fishing trip. I'm glad we went. Yeah, First, yeah. Would you go again? Uh, with you guys? Sure. Yeah, if we make it happen again. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Put, okay. Some, uh, put some of these fucking microphones on the boat. That'd be so sick. Uh, we do a podcast from the boat. Oh, that could be a whole series. Podcast on the boat. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Funny. We could do that. We could do that. Because you, you don't need internet for it. Yeah, I don't need internet for that. All right. No, I'll, I'll make it happen. Yeah, because you could record without internet. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll make it happen. Cool. Awesome. Man, how does it feel so far doing the podcast? Does it feel good? Absolutely, yeah. I, I really, really enjoy your podcast. I, I like how casual they are. And, you know, it's it's really just interesting to see how far you've become. I mean, you're a professional at this now. You know, you, you come over here, you set up all your gear. This is awesome. Yeah. You, you definitely know what you're doing. And I always have, like, extra footage so I can show people, like, hey, I'm prepared. I set up. That's, like, kind of, like, the yeah. idea to it, too. Oh, that's the uncut version. Yeah, and I knew I had to put it on Facebook just so Kevin could see it because I don't normally post on Facebook. Do you uh, do you have to subscribe to your your channel well, in order to get the uncut footage? No, so it's uh, I have Instagram right now. Okay. And people just follow me on Instagram because that's where I post all of my advertisements for my yeah. podcast because I have like a thousand people following me. Yeah. And then um, I Facebook's not too many, but I know you're on there, so I post it just for you. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> it. I really do. What What's your IG? Uh, my IG is the MLRCP. It used to be the I got you, bro, though, on IG. All right. If if you have IG and you're not following Martin right now, go ahead and follow him. Oh, that, that's a shameless plug. For go ahead you. and follow Kevin's Instagram. It doesn't exist. I, I don't have an Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he fell in love too early, so no Instagram. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Sure. Is that what you would blame it on, do you think? Well, I feel like people who are in love, they don't need Instagram. Uh, but you're in love with life. So you need an Instagram because yeah. you have to you have to post and share. Everything. Yeah, I'm following, I'm sharing, I'm messaging. I'm yeah, totally interactive. Yeah, you you throw a lot of DMs, huh? Yeah, I, I get DM'd a lot. I DM other people. Now yeah, they're come on my podcast. There you go. You know who you are. Um, cool continuity questions. So uh, I like telling this is a uh, questions I ask all my interviewees. Um, just to see if you know you could see some trends or you know see what resonates. Some um, very lifey questions. Um, you could plead the fifth on these questions. Okay. Okay. Number one, what are things you do to seize the day? Ooh, seize the day. You know what? You have to, every opportunity in life, you have to seize. And, and I think that that, even if it's a tiny opportunity, your friend hits you up right now, hey, let's go on a fishing trip, right? Or, hey, let's go here um, or join my podcast, right? Seize it. Do it. You know, and I, I actually regret not hitting you up faster because, you know, you had texted me, what, a month or two ago? And I wish I even did it sooner. So that, that's how I would say seize the day. Any opportunity that you get, whether it be small, big, medium, anything, seize it. Mm, I love that. Take advantage of it because you just don't know if that event could be fleeting away, right? Yeah, or it could lead to a lot more things. That's true. Right? This one podcast that we're doing right now is going to lead to a whole channel worth of podcasts. You and I are going to be doing tons of podcasts together. Hell yeah. You know, that, that's the reality. So you never know. You like Joe Rogan. Bigger. Bigger than Joe Rogan. Bigger than the Rogan. Oh, Rogan, I'm sorry. Kevin doesn't like you. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I love him. I He's love him. He's so great. He's just, I, I always just think about him and just like, dude, all he does is podcast, his favorite people, yeah. get out stories, and that's so amazing. Yeah. Um, and same with uh, Howard Stern. He's going to be retiring soon. Yeah. He's, he's an old fuck. But that's an he, awesome His life face he looks like about, a right? shriveled up ball sack. <laughs> he needs to retire. And so then, then you know, Sirius XM is going to have, what, an extra $100 million a year to spend. That's on you. <laughs> he's, dude, he lived a dope life. He just invited oh. people to his fucking shit. Talked about anything. He's yeah. gross, too. You know, he, he, he lived a dope life. Yeah. Number two, 
what is the point of life? The point of life, gosh, that's a loaded question. I, I mean, the reality is that, um, how do I say this in a nice way? You know what? Individual lives don't matter. And let, let me give you a little background. Okay, so one thing I like to tell people is a uh, story of a, an anthill, okay? It's the biggest anthill in the world, okay? It's 15 feet tall, okay? It's, it's in the middle of Africa. And there's one ant, uh, the queen ant, that was responsible for building the biggest anthill in the world, okay? And the reality is, like, that is a remarkable achievement by any ant. Mm. Any ant that you pick up on the street would just be just dumbfounded and just love to hear that story of the, the biggest anthill in the world, right? Because that would mean so much to them. But the reality is you've never heard of that and or you don't give a shit because it's, a, it's an anthill. Who cares, right? Yeah. And so the reality is what, what I'm saying is individually, when it comes time to us passing, no one cares about us individually, right? Like it just doesn't. You have to make a difference in others' lives to be remarkable and, and you have to actually have that live on right so what is the point of life to help others right because if you just are worried about yourself and live your own life even if you're super rich but you just live your own life who cares who cares you're gonna die there's nothing to be remembered by you didn't help anybody you helped yourself you built you lived in a 12,000 square foot house great but it doesn't matter Right. And so I think there's, there's a good balance. Um, you know, you can, sure, if you're very wealthy, then have a nice house, but also help others. You don't have to just, you know, give away every penny you have um, to, to a cause and to help others, but you should also damn well put forth a, a good effort to help and also progress humanity or others. That's that's what I would say is the point of life. Damn, that's so beautifully said. You, you were like, I, you know you what? Like, I don't even know how to answer these questions. I'm just freeballing right now. That's amazing because I just, didn't even. It's very think... genuine, you know, because it's just like as when I when I first met you, Kevin, you're always just like you pick and choose the people that you want to help. Like you you yeah. see potential in people, and when you don't see potential in people, you kind of just you know. Like, I don't need to spend too much time with them. Like, I'll just laugh with them. Sure. But I've always thought when you met me or, like, your rest of the team, you really put your effort to help us. It was, like, your genuine thoughts. Like, because you cared. You know, that that's the other thing, too. You actually showed interest. You cared. You wanted to learn. Awesome. That's perfect. That, you know, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to be a friend. I'm happy to help you work-wise. If you want to talk to me about anything else, I'm always there for you. Yeah, dude, you're a great friend. Now we're on a podcast, and you're going to be on this podcasting journey. There we go. If you start your own podcast, Kevin Sills Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you invest. Oh, fuck, fuck. Take the money out. Take the money out. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's the next question? Three, ideal job, and what have you done so far to achieve such job? An ideal job? You could plead the fifth, or you could answer. Ooh. You know, I, I always 
wanted, I mean, as a kid, I always wanted to be an executive, right? Like CEO, mm. right? And owner of a company. Owner of a company, yeah. But you know what's funny is after being in lending, um, I really realized that uh, it's not as glamorous as it sounds or looks, right? There's a lot, a lot to it. There's a lot of responsibility. There's have you ever had a CEO a call you crying? Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Oh yeah. Me too. Yeah. Just Can't make payroll. You know, I, this employee just quit on me. This key employee, how am I gonna fill it? You know, like <laughs> Kevin, I need I need Kevin, I need yeah. the money. Right. And then you're like, bro, I can't I can't I can't help you. <laughs> right, right. So there's there's a lot of challenges. Um I, I think my ideal role um, I do still think it would be to probably own a company of some type. Um, I still haven't decided what exactly I want to do, but the thing about it is, you know, I, I do want, I do want to be innovative. I do want to be on the edge of, of actually like something that matters and people value, whether it be a product service, um, whether it be doing a podcast, right? And just helping people through that. Maybe I just do that or live stream on Twitch, you know, and entertain people. Um, I, I don't know what, what I was like, Kevin knows what do. Twitch is now. <laughs> oh, I'm, the reason why I'm, I'm laughing is because um, he, he was trying to help a particular business working with Twitch and Kevin had no clue. Twitch is a gaming no... streaming service. Yeah. And the fact that you just said it like you knew it, I was just like, Kevin, I remember when you, when you learned what that was. You know what, what opened <laughs> up my eyes was when I went down to San Diego and they had TwitchCon. Oh. And the entire <laughs> town was filled with Twitchians. <laughs> I didn't even know that term. I'm like, damn, you know more about Twitch than me. Yeah, now. yeah. Well, it's crazy it, that the market for online gaming, especially with everybody being at home now, is yeah. even exploded it's more. Huge. It's massive. They do I mean, online concerts in games now. I mean, Travis Scott did an online concert for just Fortnite. Just Fortnite. The fact People that you're saying in. all this stuff is blown. Kevin had he, no clue. There about were games 20 million viewers on <laughs> Travis Scott's. Fortnite, just his concert was literally only to people that log in through Fortnite. So I couldn't, I don't play video games, so I couldn't even log in. But 20 million people did. Yeah. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's crazy. I saw the video. It's like really freaking awesome. He's like yeah. in space and cosmos. Like, dude, Travis Scott's also like just good music too. He's good music too, yeah. Yeah, Kevin loves hip hop, by the way. I'm I'm very well rounded. <laughs> I like hip hop. I like reggae. You I like, like rave music. Rave music, yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta be in the mood, you know. Put the lights on. I, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Four house and kids? Question mark. What? How soon, kids? House and kids. I don't know what that means. Give me, answer any way you want, or you can plead the fifth. You said house and kids. House and kids. Question mark. Do I want a house and kids? Oh boy. <laughs> you know what? I so a couple things. Um I'm actually some especially around in this area, I'm actually pretty against owning a home. Mm. I don't think that uh I don't think that it's a good investment. I think that you can make a lot more money elsewhere, like in the market or um, other investments, than to actually sink it into a house. 
and hopefully break even in five years. I mean, the, the, the buy-in price is so expensive right now that you have to account on the appreciation to then cover all the taxes, all the maintenance that you've paid on the property, and then also keep in mind a 5% realtor commission yeah. when you sell it. So I, I don't really have any desire to go out and buy a house. Um, it's just not really, not really on my goal. Um, and then in terms of kids, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe one kid. I, I I'm not a huge kids fan. I mean, I'd rather kids fan. <laughs> I'd rather have uh, you know, for for me, I'd rather have more hobbies like uh, have a boat and you know maybe a nice car and go out and but maybe i'd want to have one kid to help enjoy it with me kind of a thing and well we yeah could, you well the, your, the point of life is to help others right yes help, help your future kids yeah but doesn't mean it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean you, i could help others without having kids but yes <laughs> <laughs> let's, get the, let's, let's get kevin that nice boat always <laughs> you could have a kid on the boat uh, yeah yeah and and now, now you can combine the boat you have a boat kid now there we go there we go <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's a joke for myself um number five oh no sorry number yeah it is number five what are things in society that people can do better at you know people need to be more open-minded in society people people need to take a chill pill especially today um people need to you know what it, people need to care more about others if everyone actually just cared and was actually a nice person you know and this is very theoretical and and it's not going to happen by any means i mean i i'm well understanding of humanity and and the eminent greed with humans but you i mean you're asking me a very theoretical question and and if everyone was nice and cared about other people, we wouldn't have any issues, right? And nations wouldn't go to war and it'd just be everyone would care about each other. But I mean, it's, it's just not, not a realistic thing, but that's, that's what I would say. Mm. Yeah, people need to care more. Yeah, why, why do some people thing, right? feel the need not to wear a mask, yeah. right? Like, so I'm abiding on my right to you know breathe. I, I don't can't breathe. Yeah, I, I don't care if if I get it, I'll die. Then okay. Well, what about, what if you have it and you spread it to someone else? You don't care about someone else dying. You know that things like that. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. That's like it comes down to like what the whole world of people what they experience, right? And I just yeah. feel like it it comes down to our media, our education, and I feel like we need to do a better job of of showing people compassion and sharing yes. that knowledge and show that like my podcast is a way for my group of friends to so that I actually care about my yeah. friends and I care about their stories and how they shaped and affect me. And I want to get their stories out there so they could shape and affect their surrounding friends. That's right. Right. Like this podcast is you. And I, I think you're so great. And that's why I wanted Kevin to be a part of my podcast because everyone that's a fan of Kevin Everyone that loves Kevin, now you can go DM him and message him. Well, you can't DM him because he's not on social media, but you could text him. Carrier pigeon. You could do a carrier pigeon. Yeah. Um, you could, uh, I don't know what's the other way you could find him. You could find him on Facebook. There you go. Facebook. You could yeah. message him on Facebook. You haven't seen him in a long time. Old friends, what would you say to them right now? Old friends. Yeah. Uh, that might be listening. Hit me up. Yeah, hit Kevin up. You know, I'm very easygoing. I'm 
I hold no grudges. Hit me up. Let's talk. Awesome. Um, number six, happiest moment you can remember. This could be any moment. Ooh, happiest moment. I would say. I know you just got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would say honestly, but but here's the thing about that 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 was just all the all the paperwork mm-hmm. online. Um, it it was very happy for us. Um, but I would say that the happiest moment was when we met in San Luis Obispo at the mm. bar. We were all having a great time. Yeah, that memory is very vivid for you. Like, oh like, yeah, you could feel like like every time you tell the story, I feel like I'm there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So that that was. Uh, Do you remember the color of the ski shot? The shot ski. Yeah, it was a white ski. Damn, see? It was a white ski. <laughs> also, Kevin's really good at remembering random ass shit. He's an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he... are, you, are you saying I'm an elephant because I'm fat? <laughs> You're fat with knowledge. <laughs> no, Kevin, like, because I would show my Instagram, like, all the people, all my friends, and he would just, like, be able to hop in and, like, still be a part of my social life. Like, how's this person? How's that person? Yeah, yeah, I, I remember all your friends. Well, because you would tell me all the stories. I, I even remembered how much was in your bank account. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Well, Kevin helped me do help me financially. Plan. Yeah, like, I'm so financially Finance more wise. stable since Kevin helped me do a balance transfer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still have that car. I finally paid it off. Which is yeah, amazing, yeah. But I used to have some debt, and um, after meeting Kevin, I you you really helped me like be financial like. Probably people listening to podcasts like, oh, this guy is very financially sound. I'm like, yeah, this is where I kind of learned a lot of this stuff from. Yeah, yeah. So. Number seven, biggest lesson or proverb that currently resonates with you? Biggest lesson. Uh, I hate to go back to it, but I I would say one of the lessons I learned uh, early in life, which was fortunate, is, is to not not miss up on opportunities and so i i actually missed up on a couple of big opportunities when i was younger and so let's go over the thing is um yeah yeah so one one opportunity that i missed was my my dad actually had a good friend he was actually in radio and he owned a radio station here in the bay area and i had the opportunity to actually go on air on the station you know, being, I don't know how old I was, 14 to 16, you know, somewhere around there. I was like, no, I'm, I'm nervous. I just don't want to do it. And, you know, that, that could have opened up my world for all I know. Maybe not. Maybe it was just show up and be on the show for a little bit. Um, he wanted me to talk about uh, a little bit about my, my health. And, you know, I, I had been through a couple of things in my life in terms of health-wise that I was able to overcome. And so he wanted to talk talked to me about that and um i just passed up on that right and so that could have been a big thing and and he actually turned out to be uh, a very well-off person and very prominent in the community and so it just would have been a good person to be connected with and i would have actually been able to say hey i've actually done something with you right been on the show even if it was for 20 minutes or whatever the spot was for so things like that um yeah i, I just wish uh I wouldn't have missed some of those opportunities. And then, of course, there were some little opportunities like um, my neighbor would come over growing up and he had an old World War II plane and he would always just come over, knock on the door and say, hey, 
my plane's ready. Like, do you want to go? And sometimes I'd just be too shy to say yes. And <laughs> to fly in a World War II. Well, I, I did. I did fly in it a few times. Yeah. You know, I would go out with him. Is this the same person that we met at the restaurant? No, no, oh. same airport though, and oh. and he actually knew him as well. And actually, if you remember, he was talking about him when we were eating there. Yeah, the lobster place. Yes, yes, yes. We were actually talking about that same neighbor. But but yes, um, and I I did go out, but I I could have even done more, right? Yeah. The guy was very nice. So, anyways, things like that. It's good that you recognize that because it helps you make your decisions now, right? Totally. Right. Like if anything, I I was telling my last podcast, Cassie, it's like when you feel like you've wasted or missed opportunities, but when you're able to acknowledge and recognize it, it was never a waste. It's actually right. helping you guide your way. Totally. Totally. Well, that's good because now we're podcasting, you know? That's I, right. This kind of brings you back to that memory, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it brings me back to them. I haven't thought of things. I mean, you, you're like pulling out memories from me that I didn't even think of until now. For, for a long time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like things that you subconsciously thought of, too. You know? That's why I feel like things right. get brought up. Like, it's, it's crazy that you think about how crazy and long our lives are and all the moments that we remember that when you actually talk about it, it's actually something that shaped your decisions. Right. Right. It, it is. Yeah, all your experiences and all your moments early in life actually shape who you are. So... Hey, I could have been, had I hopped on that radio show, maybe I, was, I would have been a big radio guy right now. Yeah, could have been. I missed it. Yeah, but now you're not missing those chances. Yeah. You're taking every opportunity that you have, and then who knows where anything could blow up, right? There you go. Dude, you're killing it. Number eight, our last question. If tomorrow ended, what would be the thing that you hope people remembered about you? You know... I I would hope that people would remember about what a I, I always try to be a positive person, right? And I always try to engage people and and be very interactive. And so I would hope that people would think of me like that and you know, not not just being a funny guy or, you know, just helpful or any of that, but all of it, right? It's all just like you try to be um, very magnetic, right? Or charismatic, you could say. And so that, that's what I, if tomorrow ended, I would hope that people would remember me as a charismatic person and, and, and really embellish that in themselves and actually carry that on with their lives as well. Hopefully tomorrow doesn't end though. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow doesn't end. But I resonate with that. You're very charismatic. Sometimes I'm like, when I'm out there and I'm trying to be social, I'm like, dude, I got to channel my inner Kevin. Just <laughs> tell it how it is and joke and make fun of people. People at my work know I'm like that guy. And I, yeah. I, I credit a lot of that from you because you made the workplace fun. If you weren't there, dude, I don't know. I don't know if I would have been there that long, to be honest. Uh... <laughs> it was so boring. And then it's just like you just you really spiced up the place with your um, – your slimy ass car sales skills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we see that's the thing. We had fun in a lot of different ways, right? I mean, we would we would hang out and have fun. We had fun on the phones with clients, even as they were on the phone. I mean, you, you just you kind of gotta shift, move, and and uh, carry that through. So that that's what I would hope that people would would carry with them. Yeah, that's the energy, being charismatic, having fun. Yeah. That's that's why like Kevin, like when I see you, that's like what I 
imagine. Yeah, yeah. Words. You, you have fun with everything. Um, but, but you also have a purpose, right? I mean, you're, our, our purpose right now is to have fun, but we're also trying to drive the podcast. We want this to become successful. We, so we're always, we always have the purpose in mind, but we have fun doing it. The word is coming up. I know what, you know what word I'm thinking about right now? What's that? No. Hustle. Oh, there we go. The hustle. The hustle. Kevin always talks about the hustle. Yeah. Always got to have a side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any last remarks, Kevin? No, no. It's, it's been an honor to be on your show. Oh. I really, really do appreciate it. And um, you know what? Let's do more. Yeah. We'll have Kevin back this on. This isn't it. Yeah, this isn't it. Well, um, next show, Zach and Willie. And then we'll have like a comedy fest or like a like an eating contest or something. Oh, what are you going to make me? Um, a bunch of beer. Oh. That's drink. Oh, that's drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we can do it. All right, for sure. Cool. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. It's been a pleasure. I'm so glad you messaged me today, and it's going to be so awesome to do more podcasts with you. All right. Till next time. Ciao. Ciao, ciao.